Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. This um, talk this morning is really just a look at some screenshots from my quiet time. I'm going to share some scriptures and some things that God has been sharing with me. Um, I don't really know if it's, you know, as many like points um, to this conversation, but it is, um, I titled it, the, this is a flow of leadership, the flow of leadership. And um, I just, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but this has been like life-changing for me with my quiet time. I put my AirPods on and I put worship on really, really loud. And then I read my Bible at the same time. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's pretty amazing because you cannot hear anything else, anything else. And it completely like gets your mind on exactly what you're reading. And it was one of the most amazing moments ever. So um, we're going to hop around a little bit in 2 Corinthians and Galatians and different things, but we're going to start in 2 Corinthians 10. Um, The flow of leadership, it says, uh, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly, worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So, first, flow of leadership. What weapon are you using? We have to have a weapon, and this is telling us the weapon we use are not worldly weapons, but mighty weapons. So those are weapons found in Scripture. Those are weapons found in the presence of God. Those are weapons found with the Holy Spirit going before us. Those are weapons found in grace and love and humility and teachability. And um, just that is what the weapon is that we need to use. And so if you ever find yourself leading someone or talking with someone and you're not using one of those weapons, you're using a different weapon, I would challenge you that you're not really being a leader in that moment and that we need to really think about the flow of leadership that number one, we have to know what weapon are we using? What weapon are we using? Um, Second Corinthians 11, we're just gonna kind of go down. Um, I have traveled on many... Long journeys, I have faced danger from rivers and robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and the seas, and I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. Okay, we're going to go, remember that, and we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 12, and then it says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, the hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Okay, this is the final one on this little point. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, this one really got me. This is an NLT, verse 15. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems the more I love you, the less you love me. Flow of leadership, we gladly give. It's not about the response. It's not about someone's response. We gladly give. And I know every single person, you don't don't even have to consider yourself a leader to be able to have some of those feelings, right? You, that you've like, the more I love you, the less you love me. Have you ever poured into someone so much? You've invested your life. You've gone to coffees. You've gone to lunches. You were there when their babies were born. You were the head person for their meal train. You were the one that was cheerleading them. You were the one ensuring they were here on Sundays. You prayed for healing for their family, and then they left you? What is our response? What's the flow of leadership? In that moment, you need to make sure you have the right weapon, 
or you will not respond correctly. And you need to make sure that we know that God says we need to gladly give ourselves, gladly give ourselves. I am not good at this. I don't want to gladly give myself when I know someone is going to hurt me. I don't want to gladly give myself when I can feel like the more I love them, the less they're going to love me. But it's not about my response. It's about, it's, not, it's about my response. It's about how I gladly give. It's, not, it's about what weapon I choose. Okay, we're going to keep moving. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, um, 10. I'm writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not tear you down. To strengthen you, not tear you down. Flow of leadership, we build. We build, we strengthen, we bring strength. Every room we walk into, we bring strength. We have the right weapon, we have the right response, and we build. We build with strength, we build with grace. We walk into a room, we are there you are people, which means you walk in and your eyes are looking at who can I talk to right now that doesn't yet know how much God loves them. And you know what? There are leaders on our team on a Sunday morning, I believe, that don't actually know how much God loves them. They don't have full freedom in their life from whatever it was from their life, from their past, from their childhood, from what happened in a previous relationship, not full freedom. And if we don't have the right weapon, if we aren't gladly giving, if we don't have the right response, you better watch out because there are going to be people in your wake and it's not going to be the good kind. We're going to actually be hurting people. We will tear people down instead of build people up. We choose to build, strengthen you, not tear you down, strengthen you, not tear you down. Um, Okay, so where does this all start? Galatians 1, um, I really loved this. I know I'm kind of all over here. Um, But Galatians 1, starting in 15, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. So one, God called you before you were born. He called you before you were born. This isn't about you this is about God. And by hearing that he called us before we were born is, should be a very quick way to always get our minds right and to remind us about who this is about. Because we didn't choose this. God chose this. This is so much more than our wants, so much more than our needs, so much more than our daily like requests to him. This is about him calling us. This is coming straight from heaven. One, he called you before you were born. Two, it says, um, okay, so it says, called me when, when this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. I went away into Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. So when you're called, you need to go and have time with Jesus and know who you are in Christ before you ever start leading someone else. If you don't have your identity rooted in Christ, like we talked about, the response, the more I love you, the less you're going to love me, that will straight break you. Those things that we talked about, the flow of leadership, that will cut you to a place that I have seen people literally bleed out and they don't even have a relationship with Christ anymore because of how other Christians have treated them because they were a leader in their life and the way that they handled them. You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know I'm called by God. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what she says, what he says, what my mom says. It doesn't matter. It matters what God says. He called me. 
So that's number one. Number two, you have to go away with God, and you need to know who you are. You have to spend time with Jesus. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met at that time was James, the Lord's brother. Three, you need to find a mentor. Three years later, I went to be with Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. It's going to take some time, but you need to find a mentor. You need to find someone who can pour into you. You need to find someone who you actually, you are not under authority, and you don't have a mentor unless someone has told you no, don't do that, and you wanted to say yes, and you go with the no gladly. You have, you're not under authority until you've been told no, and you, you do that. <laughs> and it is not fun for our flesh to be told no and to be told, no, I don't want you to do that. No, I don't want you to act like that. No, I don't like the way you talk to that person. And shaping and correction and the little moments of the little, like, course corrections. That's not fun for anyone. I do not like when my pastor has to tell me that. It's not fun. But you know what? It always makes me better every single time. And so after a distance of time and you're in that flow of leadership and you know your weapon and you know that you're called and you know your response needs to be, you know those pieces, you know you're called to build. Once you're in that flow for a little while, you know how good it is for you. And so you gladly take that. You gladly take that. You can see the people, you can know right away someone who has been spending time with God, someone who is desperate for his presence, because when you tell them something that's hard to hear, it goes down like butter. It's easy. You know immediately. You guys know what I'm talking about? You right away can know, oh, okay, you spent some time with Jesus. This is, this is okay, he prepared your heart. Okay, you were ready for this. No, I'm not saying every single thing someone tells us is going to always be easy, but I do think that there is a certain level of grace and a layer of, like, icing on something when you've spent time with Christ of the way that, like, spoonful of sugar goes down, you know? It's, it's a little bit different. It, it hits different. And so you need to go, call, you know, you're called before you were born. You need to go away and know who you are with Jesus. You need to find a mentor. And then the last one, and this is what we'll wrap with, then 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again. This time, these guys went with him. I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While he was there, he met with these leaders of the church. They were in agreement, and all these things happened. 14 years later. So often, we want this to be like an instapot of our life. Like, we need to just like, okay, set it and forget it. It's going to be fine. I'll come back to it, and then I'm going to be exactly who I'm supposed to be because God's in control, so he's going to do this. Absolutely, God is in control. No question about that. But it takes us taking those steps. It takes us showing up. It takes us finding the people that are supposed to come behind us. It takes us actually looking on a Sunday morning. Who yet doesn't know like how important community is. Who doesn't have someone to go to dinner with on a Tuesday night? I got to find that person. I got to meet that person. I got to go with that person. I got to get their number. And maybe they're not like 
this is what we need to be good about is on Sunday mornings, maybe I meet somebody and I'm like, you know, I don't know if they would connect with me on a Tuesday, but you know what? They would be amazing with Philip and Tiffany. So you know what you do? You go take that person and you introduce them to Philip and Tiffany and you tell Philip and Tiffany something amazing about that person. And you tell that person something amazing about Philip and Tiffany. And then you walk away and you just built a bridge and you just gave an alley-oop to someone else to be able to be that person for that person. But we have to be those bridges and those connectors because God is entrusting us with these people. It's important. It is very important. These are his sons and daughters. If you, you know, maybe you don't have a child, but I think most of us, does everybody in here have a sibling? Does everybody have a sibling? Anybody only child? Everyone has a sibling. Um, you know how it feels if anything bad has ever happened to your sibling when you're like, so worried about them, you know that feeling, that like, ugh, feeling, that same ugh is what God feels for every single one of his sons and daughters that walk in on a Sunday morning. It's that same thing. When you haven't talked to your sister, someone's been missing and you haven't talked to them for days and you don't know where they are, they haven't been answering their phone, you can't find them on your location, you don't know what's happening, that's exactly what happens when people walk in on a Sunday morning when they've been desperate, they've been um, separate from God. And so it's so important that we see ourselves as leaders, that we are in the flow, that we have the right weapons, that we gladly give ourselves, that we know that we're called to build, but that it all really does start before we were ever born, that God called you. And if we can take these pieces, these, you know, cornerstones of leadership, if we can take these things into tomorrow, into Sunday morning, into the way we invite people, into the way we share on social media, little things, the way we treat people when we check out at the grocery store, I'm telling you, there will be more people in our city that are gonna come to know Christ. It is actually that simple. It actually is. But it takes us walking it out, showing up every single day with expectation that someone's gonna come to know Christ today. This Sunday, there are going to be multiple people that get saved. But you know what? If we don't invite people that don't know Christ to be in the room, it's going to be a, it's a longer, it's a more work for him because they're not here. So we just got to get them here. And then it's God's presence. Like we said, before, not about us. It's about his presence. It's about him that then is going to do the work. And so I just want to encourage us that number one, every single one of you are a leader, every single person listening to this, you are a leader. You're a leader. You're a leader. You're a leader. And so get into the flow, know your weapon, get the right response, know that you're called to build and let's go together. Love you. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.